Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want you to look at Galatians 3 and 10. King James is great. Um, We're going to read this because um, I want to break this down for you because there's a lot of truth in Galatians, the curse of the law being taken. But if you don't understand the blessing of Abraham, it's going to complicate your future prosperity and your future success. And this is more than prosperity. This is spiritual health, being free from sickness and disease, supernatural life, going to heaven, living heaven on earth, and prospering you. So look at Galatians 3 and 10, because he talks about the works of the law. He said, listen, for as many as are of the works of the law, they're under a curse. For curse is everyone that continue not in all the things which are written in the book of the law for them to do. Now, what is he saying? He's saying, if you try to keep the rule, the regulations, and all this formality, it ain't going to work. No man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident the just shall live by faith. So if you're trying to be good or keep the law or work a formula, it doesn't work like that. And the law is not of faith, verse 12, but the man that does them shall live in them. Now look what he says. So the law is cursed. Now, why is the law cursed? thought the law was good. No, because here's the deal. The law could not free man from sin. So the law is a formality that makes man think that by his action, he is created to be holy. And that's pure religion. Okay? So the law is not of faith. What is he saying? He's saying, look, man, there's no legalistic lifestyle you're going to live that's going to make you righteous. You've got to become righteous because of the blood of Jesus. So the law was cursed. Wow. Why? Because the law was a revealer of sin to show the children of Israel they needed a savior. So when the law shows up, everybody goes, oh, great, rules and regulations to live by for God to accept you. God's like, no, not great. It's a revealer that you need a savior and the savior comes into your life through faith and grace. So you see what I'm saying? So you have people all around the world religiously trying to live in the law and think because they live the law, they're made righteous with God. Wrong. So the law is cursed and the minute you try to come into the law, you live in the curse. Just like you try to live in the system of the world. Christ, look at verse 13. Christ redeemed us, there it is, from the curse of the law. So the law is cursed? Yes. The curse is in the earth? Yes. Being made a curse for us, for what? For it is rain. cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So Jesus absorbed, remember we used that in the Passion? Absorbed the curse on the cross. Okay, why is that? So 14 can kick in. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ and we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So he says, the curse was exchanged 
for the blessing of Abraham. Now let's just say the blessing of Abraham came because of Abraham's faith. So let's not worry about the blessing of Abraham. Let's just say it's the curse or it's the blessing. We understand that, okay? So now check this out. A ton of people don't know this. So what happens is you live beneath. You know? Jesus broke the bonds of slavery and the devil has no legal hold on the believer anymore. It's done. It's annihilated. But most believers still haven't come to a revelation of this and that's why they live in either one side of the ditch or the other. Thinking they need to get free, thinking they need to do this, but the chains of this nonsense are still holding them back because they don't haven't realized that Jesus had already paid the price for our release in Galatians 3.13. This picture of redemption is amazing. Okay? He redeemed you from the curse. Now, I want to give you some background to this so you understand what this is saying. Okay? So here's the picture of redemption. Jesus Christ purchasing us in the redemption of the cross. That word redeem, okay, has a Greek meaning of compound words. And basically, it means this, mostly notable to be redeemed from the slave market. So that means we were on the market of slavery. Basically, the slave market was where people were being bought and sold and traded like animals. But when you compound this word redeem, it pictures a buyer or a redeemer who has gone to the market and purchased a slave for a purpose of bringing him out of slavery, not to purchase him to keep him like that, but to bring him out of slavery and set him free. That's where that word redeem comes from, and it conveys this thought of permanent, permanent removal from captivity. So when we see that word redeem, we understand that we've been permanently removed from the captivity or the bounds of sin. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeeming from the curse of the law. This connection, what Jesus redeeming us from the curse of the law, is simply expressed through Paul explaining that Jesus' sacrificial death did not just pay for the penalty of our sin. It removed us from living under the curse of sin forever. I'm going to say that again. That point needs to be well understood. Free or redeemed from the curse of the law means this. Not only did he pay the penalty for our sin, he removed us from living under the curse of sin. So the curse of sin was annihilated. He removed the penalty, the death, and the on display he redeemed us from it all, never to be under the power of it anymore. 
So not only has he given us everlasting life, he gave us everlasting freedom in the earth. God sending his son, right, made under the law to redeem us from the law that we might receive the adoptions of sons. That's what he said in Galatians. That's what he was explaining. You and I both, and I'm going to show you something in this in a minute. You and I both have to understand, and, and the scriptural evidence of this is so strong throughout, you know, Ephesians and Galatians and Ephesians and the epistles, you know what I mean? You get in Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. It's the red letters written to the church to explain to you who you really are. And if you don't get an understanding of who you really are, man, I'll tell you what. And Galatians chapter 4, we're going to go there in a minute. Galatians chapter 4, I've been meditating in this. And this is life-changing. If you can get Galatians chapter 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, man, you get a revelation of this, it'll change your life. And we're going to talk about it. So as you and I get in this thing, we need to take time and rejoice that God's purpose for sending Jesus was not only to basically remove the position of slavery off our life and, and basically deliver us forever. His ultimate plan was to buy me and you out of the miserable condition and place us in his family through adoption. We have forever, the church, been removed from the curse of sin and the curse of the law. He did this through his death, burial, and resurrection, and it's a done deal. You didn't do nothing. All you got to do is be a partaker. But the biggest problem is we're not receivers of this, I think, because we don't have a revelation of it. And until you get a revelation of it, you don't have a demand against it. You can't, dem I demand my rights. Me and you are a purchased possession bought out of the bondage by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, never to be a slave again to anything. So we must make a quality decision to walk in the reality of these marvelous, this marvelous truth. Now, I want you to see something. Galatians chapter 4, the other day I was just meditating in this, and Galatians 4 and 1 is so good, man. When you read this, it's going to go like, boom, it blew up inside of me. So look at this. Now I say that the heir, now who's the heir? Me and you. We're the heir to the throne and join heirs with Christ Jesus. As long as he's a child. Now child doesn't mean an, a little kid. It means an immature Christian. You see it? So as long as I don't know who I am, I can't demand my rights. I'm telling you, it says the person who's an heir that is spiritually immature, does not differ from a servant, even though he's Lord of all. Wow. Wow. But the person is under tutors and governors until the time of the appointment of the Father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time was come, 
God sent forth his son made of a woman under the law to redeem that, that were under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son in your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through God, through Jesus Christ, I should say. Do you understand that? Now, I know what you're going to tell me. Well, this is saying like we were under the law and Jesus came, forgave us from the law. It's talking about Jesus. Yeah, it's talking about Jesus, but prophetically, it's giving you an understanding that as me and you do not take our position as an heir, even though we're heir and act like an immature Christian, we will never differentiate from a slervent. And that is the biggest thing. You have to take your spiritual position, not based upon what you believe, but what Jesus said you're to believe. Now that seems weird. What do you mean? Well, did he make you an heir? Yes. An heir to the throne? Yes. An heir to the blessing? Yes. That's not my idea. That wasn't your idea. That's a position that God wants you to take. But religion has brainwashed you to make you think, I don't deserve to sit there. Nobody said you deserve to sit there. He told you to sit there. I tell you this story every time we get into this stuff. I've been sitting at tables I don't deserve to sit at all my life. But I ain't not. I told you that one time I went to the place and they were like, stay. And I was like, what do you mean stay? These are all guys that work for this company. I mean, I don't even work at the company. I knew a guy. And they're like, no, we like you, stay. And I'm like, what do you mean you like me, stay? I'm like, yeah, I like you too, but this is cool. Yeah, where are you staying? I'm like, I'm staying down the road, man. I ain't staying in this place. This place is like, you know, crazy. I was like, they're like, oh, no, we'll get your room. We got blocks of rooms. We got extra rooms. I'm like, stop, stop, stop. What's going on here, dude? I'm not even at the event. I don't even work for the company. It's God's, this is the total truth, man. So they said, the guy liked, the, the big boss liked me. I don't know, you know, it's just being friendly. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I went to go see my friend. I went during the day. It was like some lunch thing. I just showed up. I just said, hey, hung out on the beach, just chilled right down there, Naples, hanging out. And all of a sudden, they're like, stay for lunch. I'm like, all right, you know, it's lunch. It's not that big a deal. A couple guys were eating here. A couple guys were eating there. A couple people. It wasn't like a big dinner. Uh, I, you know, I barely was even thinking about this. And they're like, hey, why don't you come for dinner? Come for dinner. These are guys that one, like, one, exceeded in their job at another level. And God's like, and I was like, you know, sometimes at party, he's like, I don't belong here. No, I don't, but you invited me, so I'm coming. People are there like, who are you? I'm like, I'm the guy that's with the guy. You know what I mean? It was weird. It was really odd, man. It was like, it was very uncomfortable because I'm like, these guys all worked hard. These guys all deserve to be here. These guys earned a seat at the table, and I never showed up on the job for a day in my life, but favor put me there. See what I'm saying? So that story always comes back to me because God's like, what did I do there? You gave me a seat I didn't deserve. Yep. You gave me a spot I didn't work for. Yep. You gave me stuff I didn't earn. Yep. You get, yeah, and he's like, go back to that. Remember that? And I said, yes, that was really cool. And God's like, that's the kingdom. You think your righteousness puts you at the table, boys and girls? Your righteousness is as filthy rags. But I'm taking the righteousness that Jesus gave me. I'm, a, I'm not a Well, you know, I'm a sinner. I'm not a sinner. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
I'm not some sinner saved by grace now. I was a sinner saved by grace, but right now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't have to live weak. I don't have to live defeated. I don't have to live beneath. I can live above. Seeing in right away, right away, you're, you're arrogant. No, I'm not. You're prideful. No, I'm not. You, you're puffed up. No, I'm not. You're thinking too big of yourself. No, I'm not. The gospel has given me a right to access. Let me tell you what's going to happen the minute you start applying access to what God said you can have. Everybody else that's not at the place of revelation with you are not going to be cheering you on like, oh yeah, help me get there too. They're going to try to pull you back down to the level of humanity. But when Jesus Christ touches your life and you get a revelation, I don't want to go back. I don't have to go back. He goes, write this down. The blessing of God was God's idea. The blessing was God's idea. It was what he wanted his children to have, man. And we read it in Deuteronomy 28. Might as well go there again because we're probably not going to get beyond there because there's like 19 scriptures. I think there's like 13 scriptures of Deuteronomy 28 that can really change your life if you allow it. And it's so true, you know. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently, you know, verse one, it's kind of cool, right? Everything's hearken and listen. Listen and hearken. Obey the Lord, right? And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently. Don't you just listen. Until the voice of the Lord thy God and observe to do his commandments, which I command thee this day. The Lord will set thee high above all the nations of the earth. I told you this last week or whatever it was. Whose idea, did you really care about being above the nations of the earth? I mean, who wakes up with this as a desire? I don't. That was God's idea. So imagine if somebody came to you and said, I want you to be a multimillionaire. Here's a million bucks. You'd take it, wouldn't you? It wasn't my idea, but it was God's idea. The blessing says you and all, look at verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if you listen, if you obey. Conditional. Well, I don't know why some of my increase is funny. Well, maybe you're not obeying. Ask the Lord, search my heart. Am I listening? Am I following? Am I walking in the word? Am I walking in love? Why? Because he wants you blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Remember we read this a couple Sundays ago? Verse 3. Blessed shall be your kids. That's verse four, the fruit of your body. Blessed shall be your job, your ground. Blessed shall be your cattle. Your increase shall come from the sheep, your business, your bank account, your 401k, your retirement plan, whatever you got. Your job, the company you work for is blessed because you're there. I had this thing, right? I, I, I had this company. I worked for this uh I was cleaning windows in um, Tulsa during Bible school. You know, we were learning faith principles. And I, and I was kind of like, I was a little bit, you know me. I was a little sharp. I, was a little, I wasn't sharp like in a bad way, but I was quick-witted. And I had this guy, man, and he used to, man, he was something else, bro. This joker was down country. He was country. He used to call me Yankee. He like, hey, he, he, was, he used to call me boy and Yankee. Hey, boy. He used to tell me, hey, boy. Yeah, he was, he was a crazy Cajun. And he'd be like, Hey, boy, you a Yankee? I said, yeah, I'm a Yankee. I like the Yankees, too. That's the problem with you, he would go, you know? 
Forget about it. Right? Talk about, right? People got to lighten up with this, all this being discriminated against. Man, this guy was like hammering me every time I'd come see him, you know? Sit in the office. Guy's got five massive electrical companies all over like Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas. Guy's loaded, right? You would never know. He wasn't being rude, like nasty. He just, you know, he's, he's just a dude, you know, he's a man. You know what I mean? Guys, you, some of you got to lighten up. Get your feelings all hurt. He'd be like, hey, boy. I'd be like, so I'd go in there. I'd go, what's going on, man? And he'd like, he'd like, sit down. And he'd start telling me about his wife. It was like his counselor, you know, tell me about his kids. And I was like, yeah. And he'd be like, at one time he's like, you eat, you eat crawl dads? And I was like, crawfish? You know what I mean? And I said, that's the problem with you. You're eating that crawfish that made you wacky. You know, I used to give it back to him. And I told you all this to tell him that. He goes, you know something? He goes, he goes, he goes boy, you know something? You, he goes, you something else. I said, I'm going to let you know something. Because he didn't understand the God thing. He was coming at me with the God stuff is what he was doing. And he revealed himself one day. He said, I don't know about all that stuff. I said, I want you to tell your bookkeeper. I said, the minute you hired me, this company prospered because of me. I told him that in his chair, bro. He looked at me like, you arrogant little thing, you. I said, I can guarantee you because whatever I put my hands to is blessed because my God blessed me. And because you're being nice to me, because he was, he was giving me extra and doing stuff. You know, we started a relationship. He, man, he flew in, uh, I tell the story all the time. He flew in crawfish on a plane to come to have this big old hangout day. And I, I left school early. He goes, I want you here. You know, I was like his little buddy, you know, by the time it was done, he was always calling me, hey boy. And I said, yeah, okay, I'm here. You know what I mean? He was good. I was young and it was fun because I respected him. But here's the thing I wanted you to know was this, was I knew because he hired me to do something for him, the blessing on my life was going to bless his company. That's how blessing conscious I was. I had another customer, she, she had a bridal shop and she said, can you lay hands on the books? Every time I went in the door. She would tell me what she needed to make for rent, and I'd get an agreement, and I'd lay hands on the books, on the, on the checkbooks, the big old checkbook, you know, like you got something, you open a book, and there's all those checks in there. I'd lay hands on, God, she's going to prosper. She's going to have great success. She's going to do great things, and, and, and her business did good, and we would confess and believe. Well, why? Because I believe the blessings on my life. Oh, you think you're a hot shot. Jesus said, and the blessing shall be in you in the city. And the blessing shall be in you in the field. And the blessing shall be there. And it shall be in your basket, in your store. And blessed, look at verse 6. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in. And blessed thou shalt be when thou goest out. Verse 8, 7, I mean. The Lord shall cause thine enemies to flee. The Lord shall command. The blessing upon me. So I was carrying it. You get a revelation of the blessing, you are going to walk around carrying it to other people. But the mindset of most people is, I'm trying to get it. Just because you see it don't mean you don't have it. You have to start seeing it, and then you'll start seeing it materialize. When you don't believe you're an heir and you don't believe you're blessed and you don't believe you've got more than enough, you're going to walk around thinking, I don't have it. Stop being religiously brainwashed walking by what you see. In the early days of some of this stuff, you're going to have to believe it and step into it and it will manifest as you need it. And then eventually you'll store it up 
Because he said, I'll give you plenty more to put in store. So what will happen is the blessing will start overtaking you. You'll spend the season reaping in tears, but you'll find a time of joy eventually. I told you this a week, couple weeks ago. You cannot use the principles of God for a long period of time and not see God finally change your situation and circumstance. It has to change. It cannot stay the same. Because the Bible says it is temporal it is subject to change. If you can stay in faith, you have the material to change the situations and circumstances that you see in life. And that's what I want you to remember. So as you get ready to go tonight, I want you to start looking at Deuteronomy 28, read Deuteronomy 28, read it in a couple of different translations, run it over your mind, run it over in your spirit, start believing for it, start expecting for it, and most of all, start putting a demand on faith to materialize everything it said can happen. And you're going to wake up tomorrow with even greater expectation than today because you know the blessings going before you and making a way for you in every area of your life. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for these guys. I thank you that they're walking in the blessing. I thank you that they're carrying the blessing. I thank you that they are a blessing. And I thank you that everybody they come into contact with, the favor of God is going to be revealed on their life and it's going to manifest in every area of their family so they will never have to be without They'll never have to have lack or want, but you will meet and supply all their needs according to your riches and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, guys, man, I'm so excited. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, man, we are ready. Carnal Fall is on the way, man. You guys get ready. Don't forget, sign up your trunk. If you haven't signed up or, you know, you haven't gotten ready or you want to volunteer or you want to help, we really need you. We are still needing help. We still need people to say, I got a trunk. I can do it. I can show up. Contact the office. Let them know you're willing to do a trunk. We'll even help you decorate the trunk. Come on, man. It's going to be a fun time. Let's get behind this thing and let's help our community see the love of Jesus Christ because that's our mission in the earth. Amen. I love you and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.